Hey, everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us. How are you doing today? Good, Bryn. How's yourself? Fine, thank you. Oh, here we're touching on a topic today that I don't even know which direction you want to go with this one. On It's telecoms. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's a topic I... I, I've done a lot of research on, and it's one of my favorite uh, investment categories. I I own telecoms, one one or two telecoms. Um, mo- mostly, uh, I, I've pur- purchased BC and Telus uh, for virtually all my clients. Um, reason being is because you you know go go out for dinner some evening and see you know two couples out at a table, and then there's four people looking on their cell phones, yeah, <laughs> not having a conversation. So. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing growth industry for the next, at least the next decade. I can't think of a safer industry to put money into. Um, the, the, the fact that, um, <clears throat> you know, can, Canadians will, will probably pay their, their cell phone bill rather than their mortgage, um, is, is, uh, just, you know, adds to that stability, um, I, I can't think of an industry that has a, a better growth outlook with with stable cash flows and dividends over the next decade, um, and, and and in Canada especially, you've only got especially now with uh, with Rogers buying Shaw, you've only got three national carriers. So if if you want the definition of an oligopoly, the telecom industry fits it perfectly. You know, three players control ninety nine percent of the market now. Um, there, there's a, a, a recent CRT decision, CRTC decision, uh, that is going to allow the, uh, the regional carriers to piggyback off the, uh, the networks of the big three being, being Rogers, uh, BCE and, uh, Rogers Bell and TELUS. I, I don't think, I, I think the, the CRTC, if they wanted to increase competition is about 20 years late to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's no regional carriers that are going to make any inroads in in Canada. <clears throat> the only the only way you would open up competition is if you would actually open up the border and uh, let Verizon and AT and T uh, come in. Uh, you know, Vodafone from Europe. If you truly wanted competition, you you would open up the borders. Um, and, and you know, the big three would be compensated for that if if Verizon came in and started using their networks. Um, so either way, I'm, I'm very comfortable with holding uh, those telecoms, Canadian telecoms as a long-term investment, because I think they're very insulated. The barriers to entry to this industry, um, given the amount of capital that's been spent to, uh, to, to build up the networks, and, and now they're going towards 5G, right? Um, 5G being the most recent technology. Don't ask me how it works. That's above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just uh, I analyze the companies from a from a technical and, and financial perspective. Um, what what they do is I, you know, s- secondary. I just know the you turn on the cell phone and it works. So yeah, it just seems so bulletproof, does it not? I mean, the cash flows must be immense. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, my my household. Uh, I don't mind saying I'm I'm over three hundred dollars uh, a month to to Bell. Um, we've got four cell phones, um, and it, as as kids get older, it seems around that grade six, seven uh, mark, twelve, thirteen years old, they're getting a cell phone now because it's an easy way for for parents to keep in contact. And and I, I think I have an average family, and that's what we did for each of my older two kids. And 
my youngest, you know, I fully expect my bills going up to $400 in, in three or four years when, when my uh, youngest hits grade six or seven. So, uh, it's just a bill that everyone pays and I, I don't see the bills getting any lower. You would think that technology would, in, would improve the, uh, margins to the point that, uh, they can lower the bills, but as long as it's an oligopoly and as long as, the, uh, the big three have so much power in Canada and they don't open up the borders to competition. We're going to pay over, over and above average um, cell phone prices, which, which makes for a, a fantastic investment story, right? Is this an area that people suggest to you or do you always have to say, hey, if you want to take a look at something, this is one area you should be looking at? Well, when, when I was younger, starting my career, um, I, I worked for a couple of brokers and one of them was at uh, Richards and Greenshields. And he just gave me some very good advice in terms of um, the, the overall uh, investment philosophy. He, he said, you know, if a company pays a dividend, it's, it's a pretty good indicator that uh, they're making profits. And at the end of the day, stock prices are based on uh, the, the profitability of a, of a company uh, now and into the future. So uh, there's there's various models you can use to price price stocks, but essentially uh, my favorite is the you know you look at um, a discounted cash flow model and and you look at what the assets are worth of a company and then what their their uh, profitability is going forward. Um, dip, dividends are as essential to me in in investing. So it, it really, when, when I look at companies and they don't pay a dividend, I think, okay, what, what's the underlying value of that company then? Um, what, what's the profitability? Um, it, it, is it, if it's all growth and, and the, the earnings are being retained in the company, that's one thing, but there's a lot of companies that just trade on hype. So when, when, I, when I have a rule that you know mo- the majority of my companies that I want to invest in for clients pay dividends, it sort of keeps me away from all that hype. Um, and if you're not investing in hype, it, it's a sure way to protect clients' capital because I'll never get burnt on one of these uh, you know, fly-by-night stories. So uh, yeah, it's normally me suggesting the, the sector. Um, if, if, a, if a client is coming to me with suggestions, usually... Um, that's not a good fit because um, they, they'd probably be more more suited for uh, you know u- using one of those Q Trade or Wealth Simple accounts that we talked about. Yeah, in we talked about podcast. yeah, exactly. Here's yeah. the other and the other thing too is that that even though radio seems to be going through a struggle right now and they're owned by everybody, all of these big companies, it's still a great way for them to promote the other companies that are doing well. It's just one thing feeds another. And so even though one area is taking a little bit of a hit, it can still help the other parts of that company, right? Yeah. And, and you've seen that in media where the uh, there's really been some vertical integration in media in terms of uh, a company like Chorus, for example, owning um, you know the radio stations and, and global television so that they can offer that advertising package versus uh, you know just somebody putting, putting some ads on Facebook. So I think there's always going to be a, a place for that, that traditional media. Um, and, and of course in Canada, the telecoms own most of it. Um, so it, I, I'm, I'm quite happy being in that sector for, for the long term for clients. If somebody had to get a hold of you or had some questions in this particular area, how would they reach you? Ah, uh, they can give me a call on my cell. It's uh, 780-905-7729. 
or they can uh, send me an email. Always happy to respond. DLamontang at researchcapital.com. Is it a tough sell when you mention this telecoms to people or they go, of course, never thought about that. Yeah, it's prob- probably, you know, invest in what you know and what you use. That's, yeah. that's uh, my mantra, right? And, and clients seem to like it. So. And stable. And uh, the way it's protected, too, is uh, something you got to look at. And, and uh, one thing the government's done, it's done a really nice job of protecting that industry. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Warren, Warren Buffett said it very well decades ago. He said, if, you're, if your uh, industry has a moat around it um, in reference to the, you know, a castle, um, the, what more could you ask for? And I think the, the telecom industry um, is right up there with the banks in Canada as having one of the largest moats. So, Well, don't forget to check out the website too, which is researchcapital.com. Hey, Dustin, thanks for your time today. And we'll check in again on our next podcast. Thanks, Bryn. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.